Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and once again we are bringing you a special quarantine blues. How to fight the quarantine blues. I guess we can call this Quarantine Blues 2 Electric Boogaloo. Okay, maybe not. Alright, so I'm once again joined by Cassie, and the two of us are going to give you some recommendations of some fun things to do and read and see and try and just try to fight boredom during uh, this this quarantine period. So, Cassie, I'm going to let you start it off. First recommendation. Um, I've been playing um, this game. Um, I've got it before, but then like I've never really had like you know, like time to get into it, I guess. Um, it's called it's um, Persona 5. You know, it's 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 pretty popular, or maybe just popular in like the circles that I run in. But I don't know. So basically, like what it is is that like you're like a kid. He's in high school, and you were like, um, you tried to like stop somebody from getting assaulted, but the but the guy, the the criminal, was really rich, so he was able to make it look like you assaulted him. So you get shipped off to like this like hoity-toity school in Tokyo. And then there, you realize you could, like, go into, like, people's, like, subconsciouses and steal, like, their evil desires. So that way, they stop being criminals. But it also makes them brain dead. So, you know, it's the trade-off. So they still get punished. You don't, like, make them good. So then, yeah. So basically, it's fun because, like, you pretty much trade off your days um, running through these dungeons called palaces. And you fight monsters. And you collect monsters. And you confuse monsters to make new monsters. And you can also have team members, and those team members aren't just people that do attacks for you. They're also your friends. So some days you don't want to go into the palace to, like, find items. You could also um, hang out with your friends. You could go batting with some of them. You could go for, like, a jog. You could go get coffee. And, yeah, and also you're still a student, so you still need to study, and you would still need a job to fund your, like, escapades into, like, the dungeon. So... You make some money in the dungeons, but you also need to have a part-time job so you could, like, buy weapons and medicine and stuff like that. So it's a lot of time management, and, you know, it kind of creates the semblance of a routine in this era of nothingness. But instead of waking up and doing your job, you wake up and um, stop corrupt politicians from being corrupt and hang out with your best pal Ryuji. So then, yeah. So, you know, this is obviously, this is a, a Japanese game, so I, I know it's not really fully like an open world game, but it seems like, it seems like Japanese games, because I know there's another one you play, and the name is totally escaping me. Judgment? Uh, the Private Detective one? Yeah, yeah, Judgment. Yeah, where it seems like that realism, that real life day-to-day, like, you're not just fighting monsters, like, hey, don't forget to eat, hey, don't forget to have a job. Do you notice that that's more in Japanese games than American games, that that realism? Yeah, um, I think it is, because uh, definitely with what I've played, like Persona um, and Judgment, those are the big two. And I know in Yakuza, it's the same thing, because Judgment's just a spinoff of Yakuza. It really is, um, a lot of those day-to-day elements are built in, and I really like them. Because, like, my biggest, like, gripe with games like, you know, like Skyrim and Oblivion and, like, um, Assassin's Creed, I guess... 
um, is that like it's just kind of like you're like a hundred percent like dragon hunter, a hundred percent like monster hunter, a hundred percent like what do you do in Assassin's Creed human hunter? Yeah. So then like um, uh, yeah, so kind of missing that day to day element because I do like that sense of realism. It gives it gives like a sense of routine to the games because I just like routines even outside even outside of um work and needing to be in quarantine it's just like every tuesday you could find me at gongcha you know so just yep yeah i mean i think like the grand theft auto games tried to do that but uh i don't think they did it very very well mixing in that realism Alrighty, so my first my first recommendation here is something that we actually just got back done from doing so i know a lot of people are struggling to try to find activities um fun things to do you know you don't want to plant yourself in front of the tv uh you don't want to just play video games all day you know maybe you're trying to keep your kids amused or maybe you just need a break so something that cassie and i have been doing uh you know is you know we will go out we'll we'll take walks we'll we'll find interesting parks and things we'll take hikes but the last couple of things that we started to do is we take uh, a scenic drive. So really, the first time we did this, I was just like, well, I know there's there's like, uh, you know, a state route that kind of goes from where we are down to Philadelphia. And it's kind of has some interesting things to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what was nice. <laughs> so what was nice about it is, is Cassie got to see part of the state that she never really had a chance to see before. So today I decided, well, instead of just randomly picking something, let me try to look some things up. So I, I just Googled best scenic drives in New Jersey. We live in New Jersey. Uh, we ended up actually not doing one. Um, we actually drove down to New Hope, Pennsylvania, uh, which is maybe about an hour from here. Uh, there are quicker ways, but I took the longer way because, again, I took county roads. And then once we got there, uh, we decided to because it's it's right over the border, uh, right in Pennsylvania. So you cross the Delaware River. So then we drove up the Delaware River along some more county roads. Uh, we saw a lot of interesting sites. Uh, I think what's good about it is is we got to see you know parts of the state we don't normally see. We got to identify some places that. Maybe we can't go to now, but we can come back to later, like restaurants and shops. And, you know, we did see some other parks. Uh, There were a lot of people there, so we didn't stop. But, you know, when things get better, we could definitely go down there. Uh, I guess if you have little kids, you could play like car games, you know, the license plate game or I spy and things like that. It's something a little bit different. Uh, Cassie, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, also, um, it's good because um, even though you're not really doing much you're just driving or if you're a passenger you're just sitting there it really does help because i don't drive so i was just sitting there it really does help kind of break up the monotony monotony of being um at home because it's just when you're at home it's just like you're really aware of the walls and that you're inside and there's no sunlight or wind but when you're in the car you can see the outside a lot more easily so you really do kind of get that like illusion of being able to go outside whenever you want and you can vicariously live through the things you see. And Cassie also got to really realize why New Jersey is truly called the Garden State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that's really good about it is, you know, if you have teenagers or, you know, in my case, your child's a little bit older, uh, it actually force, not really forces conversation, but I think it, it helps, 
it helps conversation because when you're at home and like Cassie says, you're kind of trapped inside the four walls and you're kind of feeling down, you know, it might take a little yeah. bit to, to like get a conversation going. But, you know, we have conversations about, you know, we talk about movies, we compare characters, we talk about our lives and things like that. So it's also a great conversation starter. Um, so unless you got anything to add, Cassie, you're up next with your next pick. Um, my next pick is um, Star Wars, the um, Clone Wars, the, the new season. Um, so right now there's about like one and three-fourths of an arc done. So now is the perfect time to jump on before the big final arc, which I think features Darth Maul. And then, um, so yeah, so pretty much um, you get to see, you get to see um, Predator. You get to see Predator in Star Wars with the Bad Batch. And then you get to see everybody's favorite little Togruta child. You get to see Ahsoka. She's back. She's making new friends. And you know, maybe even a more than friend, we can hope. But then, you know, it's just, it's it, it's really good because I know a lot of people don't like it because after the first arc, it's not a lot of, there's not a lot of action. It's a lot more talking and it's a lot more, oh, like, what are we going to do with this? What are the ethical implications of the Jedi? And I know a lot of Star Wars fans don't like that because that's why they hate Star Trek because Star Trek is all of that. But the joke's on you. I love Star Trek. So this kind of like talking about the ethical implications of the Jedi and kind of, you know, some bad things the Jedi do. And when they say bad things, it's not a bad thing like a Jedi killed my mom. Not like that. It's like you see a Jedi do something and you're like, that was just horribly mismanaged on all accounts. So you really get to see kind of more of why the Jedi weren't really that good. And I really love that. I really love that flawed Jedi um, stuff. So then, yeah. And also, you know, if Clone Wars isn't your thing, you could just watch Episode 2, which is what I've been doing. Because Episode 2 is hilarious and, you know, it'll make you laugh in a time when, you know, things are kind of a little, little glum, let's say. Yeah, I mean, just kind of adding up on top of that, I think what's great about this new season is, is especially with the story arc with Ahsoka right now, where, you know, uh, I guess I'll just say spoiler alert if you haven't really seen it. Um, she left the Jedi Order, so now she's on her own uh, on Coruscant, and she's interacting with people that know of the Jedi. And she, it really opens her, her eyes to, you know, she was a Jedi. She was on, you know, she was on the front lines during the Clone Wars. And, you know, to interact with people that have a totally different view of the Jedi. Uh, and I think what it is, is, is she's not like, oh, my God, these people are so misguided to think that of the Jedi. I think it really gave her a good perspective of, oh, yeah, maybe a lot of our actions, you know, while we thought they were very noble, yeah, we never really thought of the impact they have really on other people and, and, and whatnot. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, I mean, I think the series overall is great. And I'm glad that, that we're in the, the this new season. Okay, so my next recommendation is, uh, last time when we did this, uh, I recommended from TKO Studios, one of the graphic novels that they have. Um, before I give my recommendation, I've said it on a couple of different episodes. I'm going to say it again. Excuse me, TKO Studios, uh, they're online. Um, they mostly have collected works, uh, graphic novels, and whatnot. They also have other merchandise, too, uh, you know, T-shirts, things like that. What's really great about them, what they're really doing right now, is they're really trying to help out local comic book shops. So if you go on uh, tkostudios.com, 
and you make a purchase no matter what it is if it's you know a graphic novel a collection toys shirts whatever it is uh when you go to check out you're able to identify your local comic book shop and they are donating 50 percent of your sale to your local comic book shop so i think that's a great thing so the recommendation i have and i have it here because i don't want to forget the author's name her name is natalie shydes uh the 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 collection i'm reading is called pound for pound uh it's the story of an underground mma fighter uh whose sister is kidnapped by <laughs> basically he was kidnapped by a monster um it's really really good it's it, it has uh it's a great story about family dynamic it's a great story about you know the love between sisters uh it mixes in a lot of sort of like mythology from mexico with like chupacabra and monsters such such as that um and it's you know you know the main character yes she is your quote-unquote anti-hero but it's definitely a different look at an anti-hero it's it's a fresh take on it um i don't know what else this author has written but uh you know i'm halfway through it i'm really really enjoying it and i think i'd read more by her so cassie anything to add or you you're on to your next next recommendation yeah um yeah something um similar to this i guess like to, 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 to throw to throw my boy uh james tinney in the fourth throw throw his name into the mix something similar to this it's called something is killing the children and i believe it's by boom studios and um yeah it's kind of similar it's just like this kid um sees all his friends get murdered by this giant monster and then this monster hunter shows up and she's like hey you and me we're gonna kill this monster together so yeah just something similar cool Alrighty, uh, so I know that wasn't your official pick. So, what yeah. is your next official pick? Because I'm excited. Um, yeah, um, we've been watching this show. It's on HBO. I got excited when I first saw the trailers for this during Game of Thrones. It's called The Righteous Gemstones, and it's pretty much just like about this like mega church in South Carolina. And if you know me, I hate mega churches because. I won't get into it, but just know I hate them. So then I was excited to see this look about like how like horrible mega churches are, and it has John Goodman and it has um um Danny McBride. Danny McBride. No, I was thinking of um Kelvin. Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Yeah, Adam Devine. It has all of them in it. So I was like, oh boy, this is like loaded. Especially John Goodman. We got Sully himself coming <laughs> into the ring, and it's just really good because. I came into it seeing like, oh, it's just going to be showing how disgusting megachurches are. And it does. You see the abhorrent amounts of money they are stealing from people. But you also get to see – it really is like about like family dynamics. And it is in like a little caveat. It is a very southern look at them. But it's still very real. Things, you know, things don't work out, let's say, entirely for everybody at the end. Mm-hmm. And – um but that, but the growth that the characters really go through, I think it's a lot, especially from the place they're coming from, a really horrible place of, you know, um, relishing in this life of owning a mega church and kind of seeing them grow, not to be good human beings, not even decent human beings in some cases, but just pretty all right, par, like at par human beings, you know. Yeah, I mean, I really think that, you know, and again, I really don't want to give spoilers out and maybe we'll do a separate episode just on uh, Righteous Gemstones. But yeah, like Cassie said, I mean, in the end, they become pretty okay people. And I think when you see where they start off 
for these characters to actually realize like, oh my God, we have flaws. Maybe our way of life really isn't the right way. For them to come to that realization and try to make some changes is really, really good. Uh, like I said, it stars Danny McBride. He created it. He wrote or co-wrote yeah. every single episode. I just have to say one thing. Danny McBride was born to play a televangelist. I mean, uh, he, he has got the character down. And the kid that played the younger version of him. Oh, 10-year-old Danny McBride? Oh, it's perfect. 10-year-old Danny McBride is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, Dermot Mulroney is in this as a local pastor uh, who goes by the name of Johnny Seasons. I mean, it's a great cast. Uh, I mean, I really think uh, the, the entire Gemstone family... Uh, of John Goodman, Adam Devine, um, Danny McBride, and I don't know the actress that plays the sister, but I mean, Judy? I, yeah, who played Judy Lee? Uh, they all do a great job. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely one to watch. Um, it's an emotional roller coaster. It really is, and they have a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my next pick. Okay, so my next pick. So all right, last time I got made fun of because I, I made a YouTube pick. I think I'm I'm gonna do a really good YouTube yeah. pick here. Okay, so Cassie uh, introduced, not introduced, well, she, I saw her kind of watching videos by this guy who goes by the name of ProZD. Yeah. Uh, his real name is Song Wong Cho. He's a voice actor. He's, uh, an he's internet a, personality. He's an internet personality. He's a very interesting guy. So, you know, look for his channel, ProZD. But, um, he did. He did uh, a web series for, I believe, the company or or the YouTube channel was Rocket Jump, which is uh, now yeah. which is now gone defunct. Uh, but the but the shows are still up there. The, it's an internet series. Uh, there's two seasons. Each episode's about anywhere from ten to fifteen minutes long. They go really really quick. It's called the Anime Crime Division. Um, I used to watch anime back in the day, so I did get a few of the references. Overall, though, it's just, you know, uh, Sung Wong is a very funny guy. He's a great actor. All the actors that they got for this, there's nobody you would recognize in it, but they are all great actors. They're taking it very, very serious. Uh, it's a, it, it kind of both is poking fun at and is an homage to just the world of anime people that love anime um the styles of anime uh you know plot lines and things like that it's just really really good fun it's called the uh, anime crime division two seasons i mean you can binge this in under two hours easily okay cassie uh i believe you have one more pick for us yes this is it um we did an episode on it um harley quinn it's back for a second season, and ooh, it's so good. It is so – you get to see King Shark eat people, and you're like, that's that's the King Shark we wanted to see. And also, the stakes are a lot higher because um, if you've listened to our other episode, you'd know that like Gotham was like destroyed. So now they're living in new, new Gotham where all the criminals have kind of carved up their own district. You got Bane with Bainton. You got um, – Penguin with his area, Two Face with his area, and Mister Freeze. He gets he he just got Wayne Manor. It looked like, but it's just <laughs> he has his area, and then it's kind of like Harley Quinn having to go around, and she's gonna have to, you know, she's gonna have to take what's hers. And also, what I like is that they're focusing more on the relationship between Harley and Ivy because in season one, you definitely could see, you definitely could see. That at least Ivy had feelings for Harley. And Harley just saw Ivy as her best friend at the very least. But 
And now you're starting to see it's starting to trains trains starting to pull out of the station. You're starting to see starting to see things going, and um, yeah, because I, I I know some people were upset where they're like, why didn't they introduce this in the first season? But I think the first secret season was really there to focus on Harley getting away from the Joker. So I'm all for them devoting an entire season just to their relationship, and I think that's the way to do it. And I'm very excited. I don't want anything bad to happen to Bane. I hope he gets to stay in charge of Bainton and just do whatever he wants because Bane is my favorite character and just, yeah. Yeah, and I think what's great about it is, is you know, the first season ended like only a few weeks ago and the trailer for this season came out. It just got started. I think one of the big fears with a show is is what they call the sophomore jinx or the sophomore slump. I mean, to me, the first episode, it just picked up right from where it left off, and it's it's just as good as the first season. So that will bring me to my final pick. So it's a video game pick. It's something I had picked up kind of before all this chaos ensued. It was I picked it up on the cheap, and I was like, oh, I, I have a nostalgia for these games. I, I picked up the entire uh, all-on-one disc, the entire, excuse me, uh, Lego Harry Potter series, uh, you know, from book one all the way up through to book seven. Lego games are a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we got the Harry Potter. Uh, we have or had over the years uh, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, um Batman, yeah, we had Lego, Batman, Batman yeah. Lego games. We had Lord uh, of the Rings. We had Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, the DC heroes. I know you had the DC villains. I had the DC villains, yeah. The DC villains ones. I mean, the Lego games are a lot of fun because, uh, especially the movie based ones. Like, yeah, it follows the movie, but you know, they put the little Lego twist to it. Um, it's just. It's just a lot of fun. One of the things I really, really love just about the, the, the Lego series in general is is when you finish up uh, a chapter or you finish up the entire game, you can then go back and play chapters using really any character you want. So, you know, it's kind of fun to like, you know, hey, how would Darth Maul make it through episode four of Star Wars? You know, hey, how would Lord Voldemort do year one at Hogwarts? You know, what have you? You know, could short round you know, handle Raiders of the Lost Ark sort of a thing. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, Cassie, you used to play these games all the time. What are, you, what are your thoughts on just the Lego series in general? Yeah, um, me and my friend, uh, back when we were kids, we used to play Lego Indiana Jones a bunch. It was really fun. Indiana Jones is my favorite because you could pick up weapons, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just, I really love them. You know, you get to be you get to get 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 all the stubs. You can be a true Jedi. Um, it's pretty cool because it's like you know, like a lot of people. Because I really love Star Wars. I've always loved Star Wars, and it's just kind of like with Lego Star Wars. It kind of introduced me to more of the background Jedi because I got to play as Kit Fisto and Plo Koon and Kiadi Mundi, and then I got to be more conscious. So I'd be like, "Oh, who's that? That's Master Luminara. That's Master Shakti." So now I kind of get to know all about like their backstories, like the fact that Plo Koon can't breathe oxygen, that Kiadi. Mundi is allowed to have an abhorrent amount of wives, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. 
It's definitely, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's a good series. It's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, those are kind of our official picks. I don't know, Cassie, do you have anything else that you would want to recommend? If not, it's all right. Yeah, but, no, uh, I'm, I'm good. I think we're good. Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely, you know, definitely this is a, a, a difficult time, but, you know, there's definitely a lot of fun things that you could see or read or do, Um you know, you just have to be a little creative. And, you know, if this this little uh, quarantine continues to go on, maybe we'll be back uh, in a week, give some more picks, uh, talk about some more things that we're binging or doing or, or watching or playing or whatever. Again, I just want to throw it out there. You know, if you are a comic book fan, uh, you know, go to TKO Studios. Like I said, I've already re- recommended two of the titles there, Pound for Pound, uh, Last Time, Sarah uh, by Garth Ennis, which was an excellent, excellent read. Uh, like I said, they have other things there. They have other merchandise there. Take a look at it. If you do purchase from them at checkout, please identify your local comic book store because 50% of your sale will go to them. And I think that's great because, I mean... Before all this, I think local comic book stores were really struggling to to stay afloat. And, you know, this time right now, I know Main Street Comics, uh, the comic store by us, I mean, I know they're doing curbside pickup. I think you could reach out to them and kind of buy something online and then they'll, you know, hey, I'm going to come by at this time to pick it up and they'll leave it out for you. Uh, I mean, they're trying, but, you know, that's just definitely a way to help. Alrighty, so guys, do me a favor, head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures uh, about the content that we talk about. This is Jay, and I will talk to you guys later. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man.